Hello and welcome to another episode of the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. I am your host, Gary. And as always, I am joined by my fantastic cohorts, Alfonso and Benjamin. Alfonso, say hello. Hello, hello. Alfonso, I'm excited yeah. that you're here because we're going to talk some anime. We're going to talk some anime. We're going to get mad Dragon about Ball. some anime. We're going to get happy about some anime. It's anime all day, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. And some manga, too. And some yes. manga. Ben, say hello. Oh, hello. I'm here. You hello. are here. You're always here, because without you, we're not having a podcast. So. Oh, yeah, because I'm the one that's <laughs> to record it. So. Yep. And because you're the best. And Aww. everybody should hear your voice throughout the world. I think people hear my voice enough. It should be everywhere. It should be broadcast throughout the universe. Huh. They should record your voice and send it out to space for aliens to hear. That'd be why we haven't had aliens visit us. If, that's, <laughs> if that happens in the future, it, it's the fact that if, if my voice is what gets sent out into space, aliens will be like, nah, 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 and then, then time travel that message back into the past just to warn other aliens that might come here. They'll invent well, time ben... travel just to send the message backwards in time. Well, Ben, that could be a blessing in disguise because the aliens are planning to kill us, and they're like, "Wow, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> your your century just saved the whole world." <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Planet Earth. Now Thank continue. You. Now continue blowing yourself up. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. We're here to talk about some anime and some manga. We're going to have a double-filled episode because we didn't record last week because Ben needed to finish up with the anime that he recommended. Yeah. He fell behind. Look, I was addicted to Bleach, okay? The... I was going to got... make an excuse, but yeah, you, you watched something else instead. Yeah, I was up to like episode... <laughs> I'm now up to episode 260 of Bleach as well. Which sounds a lot more impressive than that actually is because I was at 150 last week. Now that's 110 episodes, Chili. That's a lot. But I got to 160. Then there was fillers from 160 to 200. Then I watched episode 200 to 205. And then there was fillers from 205 to 240. <laughs> so really, it was like 10 episodes. <laughs> you put those numbers up, Ben, and it sounds staggering. You know, two hundred yeah. over two hundred episodes of a show. I think yeah. Dragon Ball Z was like two hundred and forty nine episodes. I think. Yeah. Um, Dragon Ball, I think was like ninety eight or seventy six. I don't yeah. remember which one. Bleach, it's I think, is one of those between that and GT. I think Bleach was like three hundred and forty. Yeah, and the reason I bring this up is because One Piece. It just aired in their 980 episode. Oh my it's, gosh. <laughs> it's still behind, behind Yu-Gi-Oh, though. That's fine. It's also behind The Simpsons, too. But yeah. 980 episodes. If you start watching One Piece now, I'm sorry. Don't. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late to start watching it now. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, though, it's been to different, uh, you know, different shows. <laughs> It's one major, yeah, one franchise. But as a franchise, mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh has hit, I think it's 1,050 episodes. Damn. 
as a franchise, not just because you got Yu Gi Oh, Five Ds, yeah, GX, Zexal, Arc Five. Um, can't remember, I think that's pretty much all of them. B Rain, yeah. sorry, and Yu Gi Oh Sevens. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Sexual GX, Dual Monsters, which is the original, V Rain, Sevens, Arc 5, and 5Ds. Sevens is the seventh season of these 1,000 episodes. <laughs> Not seventh season, but seventh show. It's crazy. <laughs> then there's Dragon yeah, Ball with but one... 200, and everyone's like, that's too many. <laughs> While One Piece is a continuous season and show, well, not season, show. 980 episodes in. And it hasn't even ended But yet. the manga's ending, so eventually the show will end because <laughs> the manga is coming to an end soon. You say that. By, by soon, I mean maybe in the next three years. <laughs> no, no, the, the creator has said that he, he's reaching the, the final arc here, so... Yeah, but then we <sighs> get one piece to GX. Oh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's face it, we can... We can hate on One Piece as much as we do, but it's a staggering success. You can't yeah. deny that it's a massive success. Massive success for anime, for shonen. No, they wouldn't. Um, it's huge. And it's still going high. You know, we talked about how amazing of a recovery that Dragon Ball made when they announced, you know, Battle of the Gods. Like, the franchise exploded again. You know, I'm not saying it was a dead franchise. It wasn't. But the release of Battle of the Gods just reinvigorated that franchise to the point where it became number one on so many charts again. And, you know, we got fighters come out of that. We got, you know, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot come out of that. Um, They spawned Super, a whole new series for Dragon Ball. And, yeah. It's a resurgence for that franchise, and you know, if One Piece does go dormant, I'm sure if it comes back right after that, like three, four years after it's finally done, it's going to be massive again. But I think even the most hardcore One Piece fans would not be able to go through episode one through 980 (laughs) in a marathon. I think they'll just start where they want to start and continue on from there. Um... But yeah, massive success for them. But let's get By to the way, Dragon Ball, huh? Yes. Talk about Dragon Ball sales. Revenue in July for Dokken Battle in global was 19 million US dollars. Amazing. Um, yeah. It's insane. Uh, if I'm brightly, they were pretty. With both of them combined, they made more than um, uh, what's it? Made more than most games did. Like if you included Japan, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it's crazy. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. No, I can't find it. I'm sorry on a website, whatever. This is nuts. Yeah, 
Anyway, talking about Dragon Ball. Carry on. Yes, Dragon Ball manga. Latest episode came out. Um, <laughs> I have thoughts on it. I'm sure you guys have thoughts on it. Um, we start off with Vegeta in his transformation. He has gone God of Destruction Vegeta, um, but I think he calls it something else. Um, Ultra I don't Ego. What it was now. Yeah, Ultra Ego. Stupid. If oh he's fucking God. God of Destruction I don't understand <laughs> why they give Vegeta these stupid ass transformations, these names for his transformations. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He fights Granola, and for the most part, it's a cool fight. You know, he kicks his ass for the most part. Um, Granola starts to destroy his own city. Vegeta starts making, you know, fun of him for it or egging him on. Uh, but Vegeta's making a big mistake during this fight. He is just taking hit after hit. He's not dodging anything. He's just taking hits. And he's pretending like it's not hurting him, which is stupid. Absolutely stupid on his part. Um, so he's pretending not to get hurt. Um, but he is. And we find out because Goku, instead of, you know, helping out, he's, you know, taking a shower in the river, drinking some water, refreshing himself. And he's noticing that Vegeta's power level is dropping. But so is Granola's. Um, but Granola has a trick up his sleeve. And that's his eye, that he wears the eye patch. And I still don't know if the eye patch is an entity of itself or if it's an AI. I don't really understand what it is. But it talks to him all the time. Um, and during this fight, Vegeta again tries to tell him that Frieza was the one who destroyed their planet, planet Vegeta. He killed all of the Saiyans, and they have no loyalty to Frieza. I don't know why he doesn't just say, hey, we fought Frieza, we killed him twice, we hate him, let's join forces and kill him since we let him live and destroy universes. Would have solved a lot of issues, I think. <laughs> Um, Granola doesn't believe him, but his eye patch kind of starts to think that, you know, Vegeta's telling the truth. Um, but Granola doesn't care because the Saiyans are still responsible for destroying his home planet and his civilization. So he takes the eye patch off, throws it away, and gains some magical power through his eye. Um, and he kind of starts getting the advantage over Vegeta because Vegeta's been taking all these hits and now he's still taking these hits from this power boost that Granola gives himself with his eye. His eye changes colors, I believe. Like, it's black and white, so I don't know what color it is. Um, but it changes way, colors. Yes. I'm so happy I've been watching Bleach recently because it's not exactly the same, but that sort of thing happens in Bleach. Um, during the Soul Society arc, Ichigo fights against Kenpachi, and Kenpachi has a uh, a bifold on one of his eyes. You find out that uh, he had it made by the science division because of how powerful he is. That it eats away at his strength while it's on, because he likes fighting. That's his thing. He loves to fight. 
but he's so powerful he nearly kills everyone when he fights so he made something to nerve himself so he can fight with people oh good to know so that's why he has bells in his hair so that people can hear where he is because <laughs> he likes fighting so much he, he wants people to be able to know where he is to block him so he can keep fighting mm. but yeah then he takes uh, off his eye patch and becomes overpowered just like yeah, just like granola and vegeta also makes the mistake of constantly telling him why he's fighting better than granola and you know he's telling him he's wearing this style you know the longer he fights the stronger he gets and granola kind of pretty much does the same thing um and so he takes off this eye patch and he instantly gains the advantage over vegeta he blasts vegeta with his finger pistols um that he likes to do but vegeta's still standing instead of dodging again he just takes the damn hits um and then he does this like super ultimate attack that looks like a planet destruction move that Frieza used, um, the death ball, and he throws it at Granola, and he's like, you have to stop this or you're gonna die. And, you know, he can't dodge or anything, and Granola stops it. And he stops it by transforming his other eye. <laughs> hmm. um, so Granola is able to use whatever this power is with his eye on both his eyes. So he gets this massive boost with one eye, and then he gets an even more boost with both eyes now uh, that have changed colors. Um, again, I don't know what kind of power this is, if it's just a power-up or a transformation, like a Super Saiyan transformation, but for his race. Um, but he does it, and he destroys this big ball of energy, and then he just beats the shit out of Vegeta. Um, the, way, the, way, the way Vegeta was doing the attack, I thought it was going to be a version of um, you know, when he blows himself up, final explosion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. We get to the end of the issue, and the end of the issue is um, the 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 Bojack gang. I'm just going to call them the Bojack gang because that's what they are. <laughs> um not Bojack, obviously. They just essentially are like Bojack. Um they arrive on the planet, the rest of them do. And they're obviously there to collect the Dragon Balls and The Dragon Ball. Remember, there's only one. <laughs> there's two. There's oh, the yeah, two, two Dragon sorry. Balls. Two, two, sorry. Yeah, two. To find the Dragon Balls. Because they now have the Dragon Radar that they got from Bulma from Bulma's house. Um that they stole from Bulma. And um, we know the Namekian that's there. He's on the way to the battlefield as well. Because he sees what's going on. Shit's blowing up all over the place. Oh, I hope he dies. Um, <laughs> um, I think he's going to be the one to, to convince them that um, the Saiyans, that he should team up with the Saiyans to fight Frieza. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, they arrived, they're going after the Dragon Balls, and they thought that the fight would be over by now. Um, but it's not. And they're still just going to let them kill themselves. So yeah, that was essentially the episode. Um, again, a lot of cool fight scenes. I think Vegeta was great during the fight. Um, but I'm kind of done 
with Akira Toriyama's fucking writing at this point. Um, I'm sick and tired of Vegeta losing every fight. Um, because once again, it falls on Goku, who's recovered after two fucking Senzu beans to win the fight. Um, if that's how it's going to go down, I, I don't know. But clearly they're setting it up for, again, for Goku to be the hero. Um, so I was kind of pissed off. I'm kind of done with it. Uh, I don't see the point of any of the characters in the show anymore or in the manga because it's always just going to be Goku winning everything. Um, but your thoughts, Ben? First of all, I don't blame Toriyama because he doesn't write the manga, really. I thought uh, he does. No, Toriyama writes the manga. Oh, he just draws it? No, he doesn't. He basically says, this is how it starts. This is how it ends. Go nuts. Are you sure? Yeah. I think it says it on, in the opening page that he writes it. No, he, he, he gives a rough script. But anything that happens between the start, middle, and end is all done by Tori Taro. Hmm. That's why the manga but looks at this. eventually says Goku is going to win. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, see here it says, story <laughs> by Akira Toriyama. Yeah. Written by Akira Toriyama. So, no, he is writing it. Interesting. Because before now, yeah. it was always Torotaru that was doing all of that. Yeah, written by Akira Toriyama, art by Toritaro. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't hate the fact that Vegeta lost because... As much as I'd love to have him win, it'd be a bit weird that he won already because the arc only just started. It'd be a very short... It'd be the Garlic Jr. arc all over again. Um, where it lasts like four episodes. So I can understand why Vegeta didn't win. Which is why I'd rather this Ultra Ego be used later on so he could have got a, one, a win. Um... Yeah, that's my main thoughts. I like the fight. I wish Vegeta had won, but I wasn't expecting him to win. Yeah, that's that's it. Alfonso? I'm tired, sick and tired of Vegeta being a virgin. And you know what I mean by virgin. His first <laughs> his first real defeat. Alright, yeah, Zarbon, the Doria, um, the Ginyu Force, Q, the Androids. They're all they're not they're not the big one. They're they're all how you call it semi boss battles. Popo or top if you want to call it. That wasn't an enemy, that's just him saving his universe. I don't understand why Toriyama has to be the way he is. Look at other animes, Naruto with Sasuke and and Bleach and all the and, and yeah. One Piece where with Zoro and stuff like that. You all have these second class characters besides the main one that have their own personal agenda against certain people that come in their life and they're able to get the win. You take aside, you, you move aside from the main character because obviously the main character are always gonna get the most the most fights, the most battles, the most wins, but step aside, you give other people character development in terms of their own battles, and we get to see what they do. Vegeta is the only character I know in anime history that's constantly losing. 
and I'd be sick and tired of it. I really thought with him, with this new power, it was going to change around. And it didn't. And now seeing this happens again, this will always be Vegeta's fate. So I'm done. I, I lost all faith with this. I, I don't care no more. Vegeta's going to have certain moments, certain things that he say, certain things that he do, but in the end, he's not going to be the guy to finish it. So, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> it's sad. Like, it, it's truly sad, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, there's no point anymore. Um, Vegeta's just there to show us what the other characters can do that are going to fight, and then Goku's always going to step in and win. Um, and I'm kind of tired of it, because Goku gets the credit for winning, but it's always Vegeta who does all the grunt work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always Vegeta that does all, everything to get that win. It was because of Vegeta that they beat Boo. He essentially got his ass kicked for however long. It was four episodes for Goku to do one fucking move. Hell, um, yeah. you mean Hercule and Vegeta? Because everyone wasn't listening to Goku until Hercule asked him to give them energy. Well, yeah, and obviously Fabu was there too, but yeah. you still got to remember Vegeta was just getting pounded the whole time. Yeah. Um, he knew well, he could win. Fabu as well. Fabu got pounded. I know. But I, 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 yeah, well, I feel saying. like Vegeta like, deserves that just as much as Hercule and Fat Lou. Goku. No, they do. Doesn't... They do. But I'm saying overall, between the, the two corner. of them, <laughs> between the two of them, it's always Vegeta who has to do all the mm-hmm. grunt work. Yeah. Uh, when it just comes to the two of them. Um, and it sucks because Vegeta, you know, you want to call it Ultra Ego or what was it again? Was that what it's called? Yeah, Ultra Ego. Ultra Ego, yeah. Ultra Ego. I mean, it makes sense for him. He was so arrogant, and his ego was so big during that fight. You know, he's just taking hits instead of dodging attacks because he thinks he's indestructible. Um, so, you know, it plays to his character in that, but it doesn't play to his character's intelligence in that fight. Because Vegeta is super intelligent when it comes to the fights and who he fights. You know, he should have known he can't sustain that kind of damage. But yeah, here he is taking it. It's completely out of character for him. Let me ask you. Do you think it would have turned differently for him if he fight the way he was supposed to fight? Yes. I mean, he still may have lost because, again, this power, we don't know what it is. But throughout the whole fight, he sustained so much damage just taking hits when he didn't need to take hits. He probably could have still had a lot of power left over when Granola transforms. I do wonder if it's the transformation that made him do that, though. Um, Remember when Super... No, remember when Super <laughs> Saiyan was first a thing? Uh-huh. Goku mentioned how, how much it made him angry. Like it was hard yeah. for him to control himself because of the rage of the rage. Of, I wonder if Ultra Eco is it literally just like made him Ultra Ego. And he wasn't until he was getting his ass whooped that he realized that, oh shit. Like the transformation. I personally don't believe that. I don't believe it, because but when... you know. When Topo transformed, he was still composed during the fight. Well, well he wasn't really that composed, nah. was he? He went from I like justice to die, 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 die. Well, so, yeah, that's because the, that, that was more because of the, uh, the tournament of power and that he knew that he had to do this in order to win. Yeah, but there's no what, other way for him to win. But he didn't lose control he didn't lose his shit when he actually transformed 
he just used the Hakai power how he knew how to use it. It was indestructible power. He didn't go and attack every single person. He still let Goku and Vegeta fight Jiren while he dealt with everybody else. Vegeta right away. No, Vegeta went and fought him because Frieza and 17 no, were getting their ass kicked. No. Topo went for Vegeta first. Remember, because he was trying to split up friend? Jiren and Goku. Not Jiren, Goku and Vegeta from Jiren. No, 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 no. He took out Frieza like instantaneously. He blasted him with a Kai. Frieza thought he could control it. He couldn't. And then he just laid him out in one hit. Then he took out 17. And then he went after Vegeta. Yeah, that was it, yeah. But I'm just gonna say he did yeah. go after Vegeta. Okay. But yeah. yeah, like I I I'm just I'm so annoyed with it. I mean, I think Vegeta should have won that fight. I think they could have written it a different way. I think Granola could have done something like blast a solar flare type of move or something and run away. Um mm-hmm. and figure something out. Um, or do some sort of sneak attack, you know, hold his power back so Vegeta can sense it and, you know, strike him from behind. They could have done something more <laughs> than Vegeta literally losing the fight after he gains God of Destruction power to a power that's more powerful than his. <laughs> uh, they could have done a Frieza. Let, let, let Vegeta win, okay? Vegeta gets power down, like, okay, I, I won. I don't need his power no more. He goes back regular, and they they he, they do some type of Frieza move where how Frieza sneak attacks, how Frieza attack, how Frieza sneak uh sneak attack Goku in uh revival F. Mm-hmm. They kind of does it like that, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but at this point, honestly, the point of Frieza fighting. Because Ultra Instinct and God of Destruction Vegeta and Ultra Instinct Goku couldn't beat Granola. Unless Frieza has a new transformation or a new power, he's not going to stand a chance. I don't know. You, you see how they always, every time Goku Vegeta progresses, Frieza's four steps ahead of them. And as far as we know, Frieza knows, doesn't know what's going on. Um, but... He just could stop there blowing up on. planets for some reason. You know, as far as we know, Frieza has somebody spying on every planet that has a civilization mm-hmm. for him. Somebody mm-hmm. could be reporting to Frieza. One of the, mm-hmm. the members, that the new crew members, could be reporting to Frieza about everything that's I mean, going on. He's Frieza knows everything for some reason. Now, <laughs> he knew about Moro. He knew about Boo. He knew about Beerus. So I wouldn't be shocked if. Wait, he did he know, know about Boo? Yeah, he knew about Boo. Oh, from where? That must have been in the manga because I don't remember it in the anime. No, in the movie. In the movie. He was in the movie. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah when he got revived. Yeah. Yeah, when he got revived, he's like, "Oh, Goku fought Boo. That's one of the people that my father told me never to fight, such as Beerus oh, okay. and Boo." And Moro's, of course, in the manga because there's no anime, you know, Moro yet. But yeah, yeah. at the end of the Moro arc, Frieza's like, oh, Moro was there. Okay. And it makes sense. You know, Frieza's been alive for a very long time. Um, 
and so is his family, King Cold and stuff. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, we knew about Beerus because Beerus is the one who told him to destroy Planet yeah. Vegeta. Um, which Vegeta found out and doesn't apparently care, which still bothers me. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll he come back that... around, and once he gains the power, he'll try to kill Beerus for what he did. I don't know. Um, I don't so think yeah, so um, I think Vegeta's got past his planet blowing up now. Maybe, but I still think it could have been a good story point to go into. Uh, but yeah, that I know it is the weird, next... but I'm more likely Goku reacting to it than Vegeta at this point. Yeah, Fre- Goku has no connection to to planet Vegeta. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but be like, really I didn't meet my daddy, the great scientist. Oh no! Bardock. The most useless character with the most recognition. The greatest scientist <laughs> alive. Oh god! <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, <sighs> was it? The original dub was it? Your father was a horrible warrior, but he was a great scientist. <laughs> But anywho, um, that's the issue. I still wonder if they'll ever use Brawly again. Um, well, it'll be cool to see used. him come, come and like if Goku goes to Brawly and be like, "Hey, help us with this granola, dude." I mean, um, they'd have to introduce Brawly first. That was what they'd have to introduce Brawly for the in the first place. He is introduced, doesn't. Moral start after the Brawly movie? Yeah, but they completely skipped the arc. Well, yeah. Well, they didn't do it in the manga, but it's canon in the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, because as far as I know, the moral arc starts off after the Brawly movie. Yeah, it does. Right, as they get home. Yeah. Literally, they teleport, but I'm just like, they they, they don't have any, like, reference to Brawly at all. Anyone that just reads the (laughs) manga, like, who's this? Why is, what? Why are they friends? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so like I said, um, I, I would hope they would try to use Brawly at some point again. Not just forget about him. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm just going to be really super disappointed if this whole Granola arc ends with no appearance from Frieza at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what's the point again? Why even bring Frieza's name up if he's not even going to do anything? He's not even going to be in the arc. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll have to wait until next month to find out what happens next. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna save Vegeta from being killed by Granoa? His spaceship that the eye patch controls? Maybe. Then the Makian? Maybe the make the, the, the Makian knows what Goku did. Saved his people. I don't know. And he's gonna intervene and tell him, hey, he saved my people. Maybe Piccolo will appear for some reason. Uh, another useless <laughs> character. Thanks. You know what? No. The only thing I care about is Uncle Piccolo now. Yeah. That is his official name. <laughs> Uncle Pic- Piccolo. Uncle Piccolo. <laughs> Uncle Piccolo. If he's not going to get an Uncle Piccolo name card in Token, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> I'd, I'd wail so hard for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uncle Piccolo. So good. By the way, Token, I'm really excited for the download celebration for Goku and Freezer, probably. Because. I'm hoping that they're going to EZA the transforming Goku. That'd be so good. 
there's a lot of characters that can easy a from that banner. Namek or Goku. From that from Namek saga. <laughs> there is. Frieza. There are the two Friezas, the agility one and the STR one. Yeah. There is only They might one... easy a the LR too. Uh the full power LR. Imagine if both easy a Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, but no, uh, there was only, what you get, one. Well, I looked up online, there was only one. There's no Doken Fest final four. No Doken Fest final freezer. Yeah. No, there hasn't been. And there's only one Doken Fest Super Saiyan Goku from that arc. I I hope the Frieza one is going to be a transforming card, um, where he starts in final form and then his active skill transforms him into full power. Yes. Um, same what, thing with what, Goku. Um, what if instead? No, but what about this? What if it's final form transforms to Frieza? Like you know how um, Boo turns into Grey Boo, and then yeah. Imagine if it goes from freezer to final form, yeah, final form freezer to full power freezer to super full power freezer. You know when he's like really jacked. Yeah, that's his, his active skill is him in that move in that form. Like he goes final form, final full power, and then goes to like the super jacked final power, whatever it is, the fuller final power, hundred percent final. Hundred percent freezer, isn't it? Something like that. Anyway, and Goku could have a revival skill. Didn't he die during that fight? No. I always thought I remember him dying during the fight, and then the Dragon Balls restoring him. Not dying, but oh, basically, we, we assumed he died when yeah. Frieza did that move where he's kind of in the field, energy field, and he's going against yeah. the Kamehameha. And then he goes over the Kamehameha and hits him in, into the core of the planet and lava explodes. And we assume yeah. Goku died. And then came back when... Because the wish happened right after that to yeah. revive everybody who was killed by Frieza. Yeah. So we assume he died and came back to life. But I don't think that was ever confirmed. No. But I always thought that was like... I'm not sure if he died, died or the wish kind of just gave him his energy back. Well, he didn't get his energy back, though. He still yeah. looked like he was kind of jacked up and beat up from the fight with less energy. Because yeah. I think if he would have come back, he would have been like, hey, look at me. I'm all nice and revived and powerful again. Full-powered. Uh, but either I way, they of... never really talked about it or yeah. mentioned it, so I'm assuming yeah. he didn't die. Because I was hoping there'd be a revival because we need more revival skills. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, and if I want a guru support memory that gives a, does a heal like a, a Dende does, or either that or does an attack boost. Like, it's a support memory that gives you attack by plus 20% for super allies for so many turns. I would love a Vegeta card. A Vegeta yes. card when he fought Raccoon, when he did that badass combination of moves. Give me that for his essay. Because that was actually the first time we ever saw the Final Flash, too. He just never yeah. called it the Final Flash. But he literally did the same Final Flash move. <laughs> he, we just didn't know what it was. We just thought it was a normal attack. Yeah. 
but we'll see. I'm excited for the celebration to see what kind of cards we get. And it looks like they leaked the next celebration afterwards as well. Did so, they? Yeah, there was. They posted an really? image on the Japanese side of the uh, the countdown, mm-hmm. and it was say say in Saga Goku. We're finally getting they, the Saiyan Saga. Yeah. Then they quickly removed it and put the yeah the generic Namek Goku picture. But yeah, for a second or two, they had Saiyan Saga Goku. Interesting. So who knows if after the celebration we'll get well Japan will get any anyway. Easy A Piccolo, Easy yeah. A or Piccolo. <laughs> Finally, it's been. <laughs> Watch they sharpen. He was EA. like he one just... of the first LRs. <laughs> Watch his sharp is easy though, because what does he do now? He just gives HP, right? HP and like defense. A... That's what all he does. Uh, uh, LR in Piccolo. Piccolo. Um, yeah, he gives HP plus one hundred fifty percent. Um, which is a lot, by the way, considering how old the game, yeah. how old he is. <laughs> You know, that was a lot of health back yeah. in 2016. Um, watch, they just, like, easy a piccolo. Now, HP plus 300%, defense plus 20,000, and ally defense plus 10,000. They won't do that, but... <laughs> uh. Wait, he had a UR. I don't remember him having a UR. The hell? Or he just came as an LR. No, no, he's a world tournament card. You have to awaken his ass to LR. I thought not nearly all the world tournament LRs just come as LRs now. No, none of them do. Man, it's been so long since I bothered with the world tournament. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Well, let's move on. We have two animes to cover today. Your anime and my anime, Ben. Yeah. Let's get into yours, shall we? I already forgot what it was called again. God damn it. Yuramanga Sensei. Yes. Yuramanga Sensei. Another anime of Ben's choice with creepy stepbrother, stepsister stuff happening. This is the first time there's been stepbrother and stepsister, I think. I think the last one before that. They had it too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was like watching it and I was like, man, when is the Pornhub image going to come out? And then halfway through, I was like, when is the FBI image going to come up? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, The story is about a up and coming. light novel writer uh, who goes by Masamune. Um, and his... What? Masazumi Uzumi, I think it is. I don't remember his first name. I just know he goes by Masamune. Just because it's the sword. Um, <laughs> the sword. <laughs> um, and his mysterious artist that draws the covers of his light novels. Hero Manga Sensei, as they call them, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. 
Um, a fantastic artist who had been doing the art for his light novels for a while now. Um, he's kind of fallen into a slump because he just ended his last uh, series called Silver Werewolf something. Um, uh. I don't remember what it was called. It, it's been a while since I watched it. Uh, Wasn't it Silver Moon? Some, yeah, it was Silver Moon. I don't remember a wolf. Okay, Silver Moon something. Um, and he essentially has to come up with a new story. Um, yeah. Throughout this whole time, he well, I think has he's a made sister. Up, he had made... Oh, no, it was Silver Wolf. It was, here we go. Silver Wolf of Reincarnation. You're all right. Okay. Well, so, I yeah, thought he, he was he had bit. submitted some ideas, but they'd all like failed because he wasn't really inspired. Yeah, they were all rejected. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he lives with his sister, uh, adoptive sister, I believe it is. Um, yeah. And she's a shut-in. She never comes out of her room, and he constantly makes her breakfast and brings it up, leaves it. And he's been trying to get her to come out, and it's been like I think two years since she's come out of there. Um, yeah, a year. And we find out that she kind of became a shut-in because her mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I did the same, so... I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's been trying to get her to come out, and he can't. Um, and as he's sitting in his room, uh, he finds out that Yura Manga is about to do a live stream of just random art that they're doing. And as he's watching the live stream, he notices that the plate with the cup and the food that he brought his sister is in the background. And he realizes that Yuramanga is his sister. And during the stream, she essentially is finished streaming, but she left the camera on. And she starts taking her clothes off and he freaks out. (laughs) Yeah, because she's only 12. (laughs) She's only 12, and it gets creepier from then. <laughs> and he, really, he starts barging in, slamming on the door, telling her to stop, and he tells her, hey, I'm Masamu, and you've been drawing for me. And they have, like, this little bonding moment. Um, and, you know, he starts making fun of her. Well, not making fun of her. He starts telling her how much he loves that she likes to draw lewd characters. And she calls him a creeper for it. And I'm just like, you're the one drawing them. Why is he the creeper? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> um, so yeah, they kind of get along. She lets him into his room after how many years? Uh, a whole year now. Yeah. Um, they kind of bond a little bit. Um, but essentially, the show is literally about them, brother mm-hmm. and sister. Um, and a lot of emotional stuff goes down, such as her falling in love with him, him falling in love with her, saying he can't do anything because she's his sister, but refusing to do anything else with anybody else because he kind of wants to do it with her. Well, even creepier. (laughs) Well, like the whole remember that scene where um. He was washing the clothes and he starts sniffing his sister's underwear. Oh my god. Why did you remind me? 
<laughs> and then later on, she's like, "Your punishment." I can't remember exactly what happened in the episode caused him to get punishment. Um, but he's like, you cannot. You can. I'm washing my own pants from now on. Yeah, I'm washing my own underwear from now on. Um, but we are introduced to other characters. Um, yeah. we're introduced to um the one next door of. Neighbor. Well, first we're introduced to uh, his sister's classmate. Yeah. And her introduction was fantastic. Oh my god. <laughs> she loves dicks. Oh my god. <laughs> she straight up said it. She yeah, said, I, I was it. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> this just went like hardcore, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part now. <laughs> oh and he's just standing there and saying, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Um, and she's trying to befriend her to get her to come back to school and stuff like that. Um, she was a great character. Um, and we are introduced to his next door neighbor, who we find out is another light novel artist called Elf. Um, and she's super successful. successful. Yeah, very successful. Um, and she's trying to get a publishing deal with his publishing agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how he meets her, and then you know he finds out that she moved in next door, um, yeah. and they have like this competition where she wants. Well, well no, not just your... that, no. You, you forgot the. I, I want to say the best mm-hmm. part, but that's the wrong way to say this. Um. Well, first they thought there was a ghost next door, because they were okay, told yeah. that there was a ghost next door. And so he decides to go and peek to try and work out if it was a ghost that was playing the piano because that's what all the rumours were t- saying that for some reason there's a ghost that plays the piano at night or during the day or whatever it was. And he peeks and it's this woman that's naked, little girl that's naked playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Ben is doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find out she wants to get Euromanga to write or to do art for her next light novel. So the two of them have a little competition of who can essentially win Euromanga's skills. He knows Euromanga's his sister, um, but he can't let anybody know this. So... Um, the little competition they have is who can write, you know, the story, and they'll present it to Yuromanga, and, you know, Yuromanga will make the decision. Uh, so, Elf essentially writes her story, like, on the last day, while Masamune writes, writes a story, well, essentially a love letter to his sister mm-hmm. in a story for her. Super yeah. creepy. <laughs> And very he thinks that well, story, from what they can tell. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks Elf's story is amazing. And she thinks his story is garbage, but she can't compete with it. <laughs> she knows she's not gonna win. Um and I think yeah. this is where she kind of deduces yeah. that uh yeah. Masamun is his sister. Because mm-hmm. he clearly wrote it about his sister. <laughs> yeah. Um so, 
you know, they kind of become friends. His sister gets pissed off because he tells her that he doesn't really like her or know her, but he's spending all this time over there. And then she finds out that she saw him naked or he saw her naked. And I think this was one of the funniest moments for me is when she tells him to get out and he kind of gets out. And the moment where she's standing there staring at him with his like evil eyes and she's just slowly closing the door. I almost died. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but it was just this slow motion of her door closing and just staring at him. He's like, you pervert. <laughs> she closes the door. She shouldn't talk about being a pervert. I'm sorry. No, she should not at all. <laughs> she's way worse. And we find out she's way worse in one of the episodes. So the schoolgirl comes back. And she's like, I only see her if she lets me draw her panties. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was it, she, not, you want to see her panties. <laughs> it was even worse than that, though, because... She, like, oh, tied her work. up. I'm getting to it. Tied her up, brought her into the room, like... Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty bad. So she asked him to tie her up, put a blindfold on her, and lead her to Elf's room, which he yeah. does. And she is just creepy, horny as hell, just staring at her. And she like, gets down and she starts staring at her underwear. And he's sitting there talking to her. <laughs> and he's kind of being an asshole about it, too. And then just out of nowhere, her sister just pulls her panties down. And he's just like, what just happened? Did she really just do that? And she's like, oh, these um, are very yeah. cute panties. Or something like that. And she just breaks down, and she's in tears and crying, and I'm like, oh my god, I would be in prison, like, instantly. If something <laughs> like this happened. Everybody would be in prison. <laughs> um, she apologizes. They have a nice little conversation, and then at the end of the conversation, she's like, can I have my panties back? She's like holding on to them and put it in her pocket. <laughs> what is happening? Uh. So he decides that he needs to write this next novel because he has a deal with his aunt because he lives with his sister alone. His dad is MIA. I don't think they ever explained where the hell his dad went. Nope. Just Prison. Um, By the sounds of things of everything else in this story. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a deal with his aunt. They can live to, you know, set, oh, by themselves, you know, independently. But he has to produce a novel every income. year. Yeah. yeah. Income. Pretty much every year. So this year he's not getting an income. So he's desperate. So... He's told by his publisher that if he gets a book done now, she'll save a spot for him uh, in the publishing of that year. Well, I thought it was a competition. So, no, we'll get to the competition. This happens beforehand. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go to a different publisher and see if you know I can get this, this publisher. You know, okay. He goes to Elf's publisher. And... At that publisher, um, 
they, I believe, run into um, a little girl. Well, not a little girl. Another girl with short hair wearing a kimono. And I don't think they really show what happened with Elf's publisher because this scene takes place back with his publisher. Yeah, Yeah. it did. And he presents his story and it's literally, he rewrote the story for it's about I'm in love with my little sister or some creepy ass shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or my little sister is hot. I don't remember what it's called. It's freaking creepy as shit. Um, And his publisher's like, I love it. But I gave the spot to somebody else, his spot. And he freaks out. And he gave, she gave the spot to another artist called Masamoon, who has sold a ridiculous amount of copies of white novels. Yeah. Because she's become, like she's getting super, an anime, wasn't it? And was it so, getting an goes. anime. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And she tells him, hey, you know, I talked to the other publisher that, Elf's publisher, and we decided that there's going to be a competition of the next light, light novel, and we'll get you into a publishing this year. And this competition is going to have a whole bunch of light novelists, and yeah. you know he signs up for it. And then the other girl that's with them in the kimono says that you're not going to win. I'm going to make it my mission for you to lose. And she reveals that she's the other Masamun, the one that sold a whole bunch of copies. And she has a grudge against him. And we don't know why in that episode. We find out in the next episode. Yeah. So she signs up for this as well. Um, so next episode, you know, she comes to his house. And she demands, she doesn't ask, she demands that he leave the competition and specifically write for her and he will never have to worry about money or anything like that ever again. Um, Elf is with him there, and she essentially tells the story of why she hates him. And she hates him because she loves him. <laughs> yes. She loves his work. She loves all his stories. And his she stories only inspired wants... her, didn't it? Yeah. And then I believe it's because he stopped writing something. Oh, he changed the style. He was writing a whole bunch of action stuff. And then he went to romance. And it pissed her off. (laughs) Um, So she only wants him to write stories for her. Um, And she wants to destroy him so that he stops. And goes back to what he knows, essentially. Um, That's the deal. And it's his sister that essentially talks him out of it because she yells at Masamun and says, that's not going to happen. We're going to win this competition. And, you know, she leaves. And, you know, they get to writing. And the day of the competition, we find out that Masu Moon technically won because the, the, the competition of the writing, I think, is uh, judged by, I think, like three judges or something like that of who wins. Yeah. Uh, so she won the competition technically, but she was disqualified because she, her submission was like 
four pages longer than it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be like a sixty page thing and she yeah. was like yeah. four or sixty five pages. Um so she was disqualified and he ended up winning. So he got the publishing deal, so now he has to write, you know, the whole story. And then out of nowhere, after that episode, we of course get the annual beach swimsuit episode. Yeah. <laughs> that every anime has to have. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's two in the episodes. contract of every anime. <laughs> yeah. And these episodes are pretty hilarious. Um, because, you know, his sister lets him go. He has to ask permission from her, of course. Um, he goes, uh, Elf goes because it's her family's or her publisher's rich island yeah. that essentially they own. <laughs> they own yeah. the whole island. Um, Fairy Island. Muscle Moon. Yeah, Masa Moon goes, and Elf convinces her to go because she makes up a bullshit story that he's going to write a story specifically for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, I'm going to go. And another guy goes, and he was the third place winner of the competition. Mm -hmm. This poor guy. <laughs> great, <laughs> great stuff with this kid. Um, so they get to the island, and they find out that it's not supposed to be a fun vacation island. They're supposed to be working on their light novels. And Elf's brother is there. And Elf's brother is also her publisher. And they're supposed to be working, but she's obviously like, let's go have fun. So he's out on the beach, and Elf shows up in her two-piece bikini. She's probably like 14, by the way. Um, shows up in her two-piece bikini and he's like, where's everybody else? And she's like, well, the, I don't remember the other guy's name. He's like, the other guy is with my brother doing too. something. Okay. Cool. And Masa Moon is just getting ready with her bikini and she got her literally like a micro bikini to wear. <laughs> and she's like, I can't fit in this. He's like, you'll figure it out. So the two of them, they're like, let's go have some fun. And you know, they're having fun, they're splashing in the water and all that. And then she's like, rub this sunscreen on me. <laughs> she lays down and she takes off her top and he's like, turn around, what are you doing? So she turns around and she's on her belly and as he's squirting the sunscreen on his hand, he looks up and his brother is just watching him. <laughs> like these evil eyes. And he's like freaking out and he's just pouring and pouring and pouring. <laughs> I freaking loved it. I freaking loved it. <laughs> he's just like staring at him. And, and he's like, it's not what you think. And then he looks up and he's gone. And he's like, oh, your brother was here. Um, and then the other two show up. And, um, you know, they have their fun and stuff like that. And then he gets, she gets, Muscle Moon gets pissed off. Because she finds out that Elf is lying to her. That he's not going to write anything for her. And she tricked her into coming. And then he's like, you know what? I will write something for you. I'm going to write you an epilogue to Silver Wolf story. And she, like, freaks out. She's like, oh, my God, yes, please. And he writes it, like, in one night and gives it to her for her to read. Um, oh. And he gives it to her, he's like, this is the worst thing I've ever written. And she's like, I'm so happy to read the worst thing you've ever written. She's totally, like, penis whipped mm. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then, the next episode, they're still on the island. And, well, no. Before that, he's sitting in the hot tub. Best Not part. the hot tub, the, the, the hot spring <laughs> area. And it's supposed to be a separation of the two. The men's and women's. And Elf is constantly telling everybody that if you try to climb the wall, if you lean against the wall, it creaks and makes all these noises. <laughs> so don't don't stare at the men. And she's doing it on purpose to piss off the female on Masa Moon for her not to do that. So he walks in and his brother is sitting there already. He's always wearing like sunglasses or glasses or something like that. So he sits down and they're just sitting there and he, he turns to him and he's like, you need to marry my sister. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> And they're having this crazy conversation about her and how, you know, weird and stuff she is. And you can constantly hear somebody trying to climb up the wall and it's creaking and making random noises. (laughs) (laughs) And they're sitting there and they're having the conversation. And then as the other kid comes in, I think it's his brother says something... About marriage. <laughs> something about, about marriage, yeah. And he just uh, sorry, wrong room, and he just bolts out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking great, <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> and then him and Elle had to go out to uh, you know, some nice little spot there, and she tells him that, you know. She doesn't want him to marry her now, but she's going to convince him why he mm-hmm. should marry her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next episode, they're sitting at a table. Well, no, the next episode, he wakes up to her essentially sexy talking him, alpha sexy talking him, to wake up. <laughs> and the female Master Moon comes in and he's like super pissed off yelling at him. Um, so they go out to have breakfast, and her brother, Elle's brother, says, okay, it's time to work. So he forces them to sit down and, ro- and, and work. And as they're working, he's like, okay, I have to leave for an hour. Keep working, don't have fun. And they're like, okay. The moment he leaves, Elf is like, let's play a game right now. And they kind of all agree. And Masa Moon isn't really working herself, because she's already established she's really good. She doesn't really need to do anything. Um, but the other three have to work and they decide to play a game I don't remember what the name of the game was called um, oh. it's like King Queen or something like that it's a card game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right you pick up a hand and whoever has the highest hand tells like two other cards what to do and they have to do it kind of like a truth or dare but you don't really have a choice it's just dare yeah, that's um, the king game. King's game. Yeah. Normally so it's with... Um, the female muscle move. Yeah, go ahead. Normally it's with, like, sticks. If I'm correctly, where there'll be a, a, line, a line drawn on the stick. And then whoever has the... Then it's like, they're, like, shuffled up. And then whoever draws the line is the king or something like that, I think. Okay. I've never played it, so I have no idea. I haven't played it either. <laughs> but the female Master Moon doesn't want to play. She wants oh, to read the, the, the book that he that he gave her. Um, 
And Elf secretly starts to convince her. And we don't know what the conversation was about, but it was fucking great. Because they don't decide, they all agree to play, because she gets all excited about it. And Elf cheats. She purposely pulls, she cheats in a way where she pulls the, the, the king hand, so she's the king. And Rails gets the one, two, and three cards, I believe in it. And she knows who has the cards. And she says, number one, and number one is uh, the male Masamu. He looks at her and he's like, I command you to kiss number two. And number two was the guy. And he just throws his cards down and just bolts out of there right away. <laughs> <laughs> great and then the female monster was like what are you doing you said you're gonna pick me <laughs> you lied to me <laughs> freaking great um so then the, because he's gone they decide to get his sister to play through apparently the best connection on the internet imaginable in anime <laughs> so she plays and she's king. And I don't exactly remember what she asked them to do. Um, yeah, I don't remember. But it was something with Masa Moon. The female Masa Moon. Because right after we see her just sitting on the couch, like, black and white, like, dead. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Damn. I think she had to show her her panties. Oh, and yeah, we found out that she wasn't wearing any. <laughs> That's why she went to the couch. <laughs> That's the sister, right? <laughs> yeah, her sister that told her to to show him her yeah. panties. And um, Elf took hers off, and it was the bikini that she was wearing. Uh-huh. But the female Masa Moon refused because we found out she wasn't wearing any underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, the next two episodes were essentially the last ones. Uh, the one before the last was a prequel episode where we found out that uh, Masa Moon and his sister essentially knew each other a long time ago um, when they were kids. They just didn't know it. Uh, he was writing his terrible little novels when he was a boy, and the only fan he had was his sister, Yuro Manga. And she was always a shut-in. She refused to go to school even when she was a kid. So nothing really changed with her, technically, in that sense. Um, but they knew each other. She was his only fan. And she pretended that she was a college student. <laughs> so he was like, ooh, a college student likes my stuff. Um, so we kind, of, we kind of saw, you know, kind of a background of him and... And her, like, her mom was an artist. We knew beforehand that her mom taught her how to draw, but then we found out, you know, how exactly he taught her how to, she taught her how, how to draw. Because she was always good at drawing. She, always, she even drew, like, a cover for his first white novel that he was writing that she liked. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so they essentially knew each other beforehand. They just didn't know their real names um, and who they really were. So it was like a nice feel-good episode, I thought. Um, but the last episode, boy, oh boy, the last episode. 
the Euro Manga Festival, um, where they publish their book, right? It's very successful. People like it. They're talking about it. Um, and now he has to write the next volume. Um, so everybody comes over because they're going to have like a nice little party. Um, and she, his sister, wants Elf and the female Masamun to pose for them, to pose for her, so she can get ideas of what to do next for the arts. And the pose, she essentially has them play Twister. And again, Elf convinces the female Masamun to do it because he will do something for her, and he never, she never tells him what. Um. But yeah, they play Twister and they're getting into all these crazy positions and stuff like that. And she's like, hold this position as I try to draw. And then she gets distracted by something. I don't remember exactly what she gets distracted by. I think this is the, I think this is the point where the girl that runs the shop came. To oh, the house yeah. And yeah, she yeah. gave him the, the porno magazine. And then, yeah. and then that was the point. This is my favorite part because that was the point where she said, "Oh, if you come successful, I will love you and marry you." And he said, "You only gonna marry me because you want the money." <laughs> she doesn't even deny. He's like, "I'll see ya." <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she brings him an age the jinshe, I believe is what it's called. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. And he's like, "Hey, cool. Wait, this is poor." <laughs> of his freaking story with his sister um so his sister wants to see it um and she essentially takes it out of his hands and she starts looking at it 12 years old looking at porn and she comes upstairs and (laughs) well he's letting it happen too that's the thing i mean she comes upstairs it was not porn but I know 12-year-old me was really excited always to see the sun. <laughs> oh, my God, Ben. I don't, about in, 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 I don't know about in America, if you knew about this, but there's, there was a newspaper for the longest time called The Sun here, right? Uh-huh. And page three always had a topless woman. Oh, perfect. Not completely topless. You know, some of it was like... But... 12-year-old me was happy with that amount of tears. Hell, my aunt was creepy enough to feed my addiction because she'd, she'd keep the sun on, like, the top of the table. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I no. will always miss my aunt. Rest in peace. I'm sorry. Uh. But yeah, so porn. Um, so she takes it upstairs and she's like, <laughs> so she, she wants to draw it, right? And she draws it. She draws porn of, of his characters. And he's like, this is all wrong. That's not what it looks like or how it works. And she's like, then show me. <laughs> he's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm not going to show you. Oh, yeah, she calls um, the penis wrong, doesn't she, if I'm rightly? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> he's like, show me. And he's like, no. And then the other two, he's like, you guys know, you tell her what it's supposed to do. Because he's all embarrassed about it. 
And then Alpha's like, I don't know either. Like she pretends she does, but she doesn't. Yeah. Um and she tries to literally take off his clothes. The both of them. All the, the two of them, because they want to see it. And he's like <laughs> fighting them off. And he's like, Okay, okay, I'm gonna call the girl who likes dicks. <laughs> School girl. <laughs> So he calls her, and she's with her little brother. And he asks her to help him. And I don't want her to remember, but I think she refuses too, right? I think so. Uh. Okay. So it was left up to the female Masa Moon to do it. And okay. I, my mind is blank after that. I don't remember if she did or not. Or uh, is the three of them teamed up to try to take his pants off? I double checked because he I can't remember everything. Was it that it, Google says they they showed him Mi, Mi, uh, Michelangelo David's sculpture? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what she showed him. Yeah, the episode ends with Elf drew- and Marimasa leave with Masamune watching enjoy Sacred Waves goodbye at them. Okay, yeah. So yeah. That was essentially the anime. <coughs> I didn't Excuse mind me. it. Of course you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit creepy. I would give it that, even for my standards. <laughs> okay. As long as you know. <laughs> but I, art style, I liked. Some of the comedy I liked. Um... Yeah, and uh, we covered pretty much the whole story, so we don't need to do an overview. Um, yeah. So I can't remember what's our rating system now. It's out of ten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, six. Okay. I said I liked it. Too bit too creepy for me, but overall, I liked it. Okay. Alfonso. Um. Yeah, it was creepy. Uh, especially for a little girl to just love to yeah. smell, lick, see panties. I'm kind of guessing she got that from her mother because her mother was the same way. That's mm-hmm. bad parenting. <laughs> I mean, my mother was that... creepiest t- too, but that doesn't mean I've ended up like that. <laughs> Still, bad. That's, that's bad parenting. And bad parenting from the mom, bad parenting from the brother, since he's kind of, kind of, of his, you know, her guardian since. They live together. I mean, um, uh, I can't blame the brother for that because he's fourteen. Yeah, right? but he's supposed to. Yeah, but he's supposed to set the example. He's fourteen. Come on, you really think anyone that's fourteen nah. can really set an example? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not bad. He has to set the example. Um, yeah, the beast episodes are the the best. Um, in terms of her drawing, is is very detailed, so I like that. Um, advice, advice for the guy. If you know that there's a door that pushed out, do not step, move away from the door. Every time he steps in front of the door, he's always <laughs> getting hit in the damn nose. I'm like, how stupid can you be? Oh my god, every time. Yeah, but overall, I it has its cringe moments, but. I still enjoy it, so for me, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Uh, definitely cringe, cringe topia for me, <laughs> through and through. Um, 
I thought some of the humor was great though. Um, even though the humor came with things that will land me in prison if they were done <laughs> in real life. Um, <laughs> um, I definitely got a Tenchu Muyo vibe out of it with its characters. Um, in particular, Elf and the female Masabun reminded me a lot of Ryoko and Ayaka. Um, with his little sister being essentially Sasami in that way. Um, so I got some vibes like that. But overall, um, I kind of have to agree with both of you on some things, but it was definitely cringy in a lot of places. Um, so I'm going to kind of go with Ben here and go with the six as well on this one. So, yeah. Ah, Hirogami, Hero Manga Sensei. That was the anime. Our other anime was my recommendation, which I made because we decided not to record last week. I did put in Discord we should we're getting quite long, so oh, we should probably wait. What we what what we should do is do a bonus episode next week. It's not we do every two weeks, but I want to get this done as soon as possible as well. Okay, we're already at an hour and seventeen minutes, so. Okay, I feel like we'll do this, next week. I feel like this also deserves like an, uh, yeah, an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't okay. sure how close, how much we'd talk about this anime considering the anime. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think we'd be here for an hour and 17. Sorry, it's my fault. I like to go into detail about it. No, episodes. I like the detail as well. I'm sure everyone that listens like the detail, but we also talked a lot right. about Dragon Ball, so. Yeah, but, you know, if anybody does want to watch the anime that I recommended, um, yeah. It was Akudama Drive, which was very good, by the mm-hmm. way. No, yes, it, it was. Yes, definitely watch it. It's one of my favorite animes I've seen uh, since we started doing this podcast. In all honesty, <laughs> um, so please, if you like to watch what we recommend, definitely go watch Akudama Drive, and I guess we'll talk about it next week then. Yeah, we'll get it next week. That way, we can go back to the usual schedule every two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben. Okay. I'd like to shout to both Gary and Alfonso. Thank you for putting up with my anime, as always. Uh, shout out to any listeners. Shout out to the police for not arresting me for watching the anime. Awesome. <laughs> Alfonso? Shout out to you guys. Uh, ben, I, I'm, I'm getting worried about you because lately your recommendations this is getting worse and worse. I feel like Look, it's I- more for your mind. I Look, like... I just, I just go to the fan service tab and press a button. <laughs> Is fan service tab the uh, FBI tab by any chance? <laughs> I mean, they both start with F. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Uh, fan service of information. Uh, FBI. Shout out to Shannon. I hope you're enjoying your your birthday mini vacation. Uh, shout out to all the listeners, to all the followers. You can follow me on Twitter at AlexShanSavin. All right, yeah. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for letting me host. Thanks for being on. It's always a pleasure. Shout out to all the listeners. Uh, thanks for listening. You can reach me at Gagaosh on Twitter. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. That's it. We're Goodbye. done.
Goodbye, my friends.